0: the other side of texas history has its place on the other side of texas justice
1: rules the case they don't like it they don't love it they say we're all wrong but on the other side of texas halls we roll along and we do roll along with you here. Glad you're back in for another edition of Other Side of Texas. Doing what we do right here from the studios that made Buddy Holly fi- famous. Got some good emails about yesterday's show. Appreciate you tuning in and that you enjoy what you hear. We're broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash studios. Racer Car Wash voted Lubbock's best wash for five years running. Stop in at one of five convenient locations across the Hub City For the best wash around Racerwash.com That's where you can find it Big show for you here today We have James White coming up A few minutes from now State Representative Chairman now Going to talk about criminal justice reform in Texas And some pragmatic ways that he sees forward On those issues Also today, the State of the State Address Down in Austin Our friend Wes Rappaport. Rappaport Reports be in with the program as well but this day would be remiss if we did not tell you that 30 years ago on this date in february 5 1989 an epic came out if you had not read the book cbs aired a multi-part series and it sounded something like this let's go to the famous bar scene when augustus mccray when Augustus McCrae gave free lessons in bartending. This is what it sounded like. Imagine it in your heads. Just try to bring you the best here from the other side. What I like about the man, he's a philosopher. Oh, yeah. I hired him to give you somebody to talk to. That'll free the rest of us up, maybe. We'll get a little work done. I like a shot of whiskey and so would my companion.
0: It ain't too much trouble.
2: Howdy boy, you got a good game going there?
0: <laughs> Who the hell's that? You got mud in your ears or what? Rye or what'll it be, old-timer? Well, Rye will do, provided it gets you here right quick. I'm proud of it, huh? it you darn cowboys ought to broom yourselves off before you walk in here. You get all the sand we need without the customers bringing it in. That'll
1: be a dollar. Uh, you go.
0: Uh, besides the whiskey, I think we'll require a little respect. Now, I'm Captain Augustus McCray. This is Captain Woodrow F. Carr. Now, if you care to turn around... You can see how we looked when we was younger and the people around here wanted to make us senators. Now, the thing we didn't put up with then was dawdling service. And as you can see, we still don't put up with it. Get out! Now then, if I could have a Fresh glass, please. It just broke my nose, you old son.
1: Well, here's to the sunny slopes. Long ago, there it is little uh lonesome dove for you here on february 5 30 years ago can you believe it 30 years ago uh whenever we get in with west Rappaport, state of the state address today lots of eyes tonight on the state of the union the state of the state what's it mean and looking forward to really breaking that down with west and you know one thing that i've begun to think about is how mixed up the messaging is when you can't get a straight answer you begin to wonder why and you can't get a straight answer on this 2.5% rollback cap and is it going to succeed or is it going to fail and we've talked about this in previous episodes but there is an initiative now a House Bill 2 and Senate bill 2 that would amongst other things uh, lower the rollback rate to 2.5% from the current 8% of all taxing units with more than 15 million in combined property and sales tax revenues i think that there needs to be an you know, I don't play a political consultant I'm not a political consultant I should say it that way I just play one on the radio I think the messaging needs to be from the two lower chambers or the lower chamber and the higher chamber we want to reduce the opportunity if, if we pour all this money into public ed $6 billion between 6 and $9 billion that other entities don't come in and eat it up If, if it were messaged that way I'm not saying I'm on board with it. I'm just giving some practical advice. Somebody who's very practical is James White. We're going to have him coming up right here on the other side of Texas. Uh, stick with us. About a couple of minutes from now, get in with the chairman, James White, there out in East weather, Texas. You were saying with a grin do the sound of hailstones hitting tin. It's loud enough you gotta yell end of the program may require one of our guys running after him uh, making sure that he's going to call in but it is if if they're going to and listen i know that many of you are newbies to texas politics and this shows piqued your interest and i'm certainly flattered by that and honored if they do put in nine billion dollars to public education there could be other entities that try to still get money uh, because the argument has been that public education because we have put in the lack of resources into public education that once you put that money in then it should help solve a lot of problems and if they put it in but then the rates don't go down then that's a that's a little bit of a problem would you agree and I certainly see how how other taxing entities could um, come in and take up the ground that's meant for some property tax relief on the schools part and you know I, I'm not gonna point fingers there um but and i'm i'm really i'm biting my tongue i don't want to point fingers but there is the opportunity others could come in do i think the 2.5 is a bad idea yeah generally i think it's a bad idea i think that well and here's here let me riff on this for just a second if you're gonna reduce the rate and make it go to rollback the minus side of that is that you turn into california and that there's a referendum vote all the time the two and maybe once a year but you're going to have a referendum vote and that's what california has become known for now on the other side of it is i don't understand like if there's a republican who's leading the way who wants to say no? We need to have a fair, a free and fair election for our folks to get in and on board with this. Then those same leaders ought to decry and publicly pledge to decry outside interests that come in that um, would interfere with those elections. And that's all I want is an elected leader to say, "I will." decry i will publicly chastise outside interests that come into these lower rollback rate elections that's i think just fair because there are a lot of people that are going to be willing to make a lot of political hay off of that somebody who doesn't make political hay but we enjoy rooting for on this program enjoy visiting with is representative james white out of east texas a chairman james white as it was as it is i should say at this current point chairman of texas house corrections committee chairman white how you doing i'm doing
0: fine my friend how about yourself we're
1: glad to be visiting with you right here on the other side of texas about time that you came on to visit with us a little bit um your general thoughts on the day thus far we'll get into the state of the state in the next segment but your thoughts on what you heard today
0: Well, I don't think any of any of it was uh, particularly a surprise, Jay. Um, We know we have a dysfunctional, archaic school finance uh, formula that needs that that we needed to fix sessions ago. Uh, Obviously, if you're uh, from my district, you know that we have uh, we've seen some significant impact from Harvey. Uh, That's not a surprise. uh, That that's an emergency item folks back home in Polk, Tyler, Jasper, or Newton, Hardin counties, Jay, they would say that um, uh, Harvest has been an emergency item uh, since August 2017. Yeah. Okay.
1: About a year and a half.
0: um, Right, about a year and a half, and and we're still stymied in a lot of ways. So, my friend, um, uh, I'm glad the governor set out some great uh, priorities. I don't think uh, there was much surprise there.
1: Yeah, I mean, if all this is taken up in the emergency, so in the uh-huh. next month, what do you guys have left to do?
0: <laughs> well, uh as you as I think I, I heard you articulate this well, uh at best, I think having it as an emergency item it allows us as the legislature uh to hear bills earlier. Um they could move faster. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they will uh, pass in a month. But we we with bills that deal with, with with those issues that are emergency items, we will be able to take those bills up now.
1: Yeah, and that's what you get to do for the next month. Representative James White with us, Chairman of Texas House Corrections Committee. Tell us what that committee does, Chairman. Well,
0: thank you for that. It's a great committee. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, Myself and the vice chair, uh, we are, uh, five and, uh, and, seventh, uh, session, uh, veterans. Uh, this will be my seventh session, uh, on the committee. Uh, I believe my vice chair, this will be her seventh session, it'll be my fifth session, that is. So, uh, we're excited about that. And, and then, you know, Jay, we're extremely excited that, uh, the other seven members are, New to the committee. Uh, there are a few that are not necessarily new to the legislature, but all of them are new to the committee, and we like that idea. We like the idea of new eyes uh, getting their um, <coughs> uh, new set of eyes uh, getting on the agency and, and what we're doing as far as uh, the incarceration of felons in our state. But, real quickly, what, what this committee has a charge over is. Technically, everything post-conviction to release, uh, that's what we deal with. So, um, we, obviously, that, that's the incarceration piece that involves pr- pr- probation, that involves parole, that involves uh, correctional health care. That also includes uh, the TDCJ Office of Inspector General, uh, PREA um, Prison Rape Elimination Act. Uh, and it also deals with the special prosecution unit that prosecutes, uh, those cases, uh, that the OIG, which is technically the, the police or law enforcement arm of TDCJ, uh, the special prosecution unit, uh, investigates those cases, prosecutes them and, and brings them to trial. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a very important, um, committee, uh, the agency and total, um, spends a little over seven billion dollars a biennium. Uh, it is by far TDCJ is by far J uh, the largest state employer in Texas. Uh, um, it, it's about thirty-eight thousand FTEs. Uh, just to show you the, the 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 breadth and the depth of that agency, about thirty-eight thousand uh, FTEs the next largest agency of, of state government is um, MD Anderson and they're a little under 20,000 FTEs uh... that stretched out over one hundred and four uh... incarceration units um, uh... throughout texas
1: yeah. uh... weston chiming in on our text line here chairman uh, he's the chairman of the texas house corrections committee What about CBD? Is CBD legal? Right. I'm sorry to hit you with a curveball here, but is it legal or illegal CBD oil right now? Well,
2: I'm
0: gonna do. I'm gonna do the uh, Office of Inspector General dodge here. Uh, If you really want to get an official um, note on that, uh, send me a letter and I'll see what I can find.
1: (laughs) Well, I think. Um, But my understanding is that I looked at this last week. And there were groups out of DFW, media groups, who were lined uh-huh. up with the AG to ask about this issue because apparently there are people in Tarrant County who are being arrested for it. But that letter yes. has to come from a government official. Will you be the government official who issues the opinion well, on CBD well, oil?
0: Well, uh, when I would say as a member of the legislature, I take a lot of thought, and I think I've done about three or four so far, I take a lot of thought um, before I send a uh, request for an opinion from uh, to the AG. First, it could take up to six months. Um, two, uh, you kind of want to figure out what you want your answer to be. And three, you you have to have some level of confidence, high level of confidence, that you're going to get the answer from the AG because you ask if you ask if you ask him or her a question, the AG. And you get an answer, you're not, uh, please. Well, guess what? You've bought the answer. So, um, as a chairman, obviously, I do have that discretion to request for uh, an attorney general's opinion. Um, I'm, you know, I've thought about it off and on, haven't really made a decision yet. I would say this the CBD product that, in fact, that I, in fact, know that is legal. And I'm not saying that the other products are not legal. I'm saying the one that I know that is legal, uh, and I signed on to that bill as a co-author back in 2015, I believe, Mm -hmm. was the uh, oil extract uh, that many folks believe uh, helps on uh, uh, different ailments like epilepsy, especially juvenile epilepsy. I know that has a legal status with a lot of uh, restrictions. But I would not go as far as saying that the others are
1: are not legal. That you wouldn't go as far well, are not or are. Yeah,
0: I, I would not go as far as, as, as saying that they are not legal. Yeah. Let me put it like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's it going to take for you to issue, for you to write that letter? Because there are a lot of people well, who are wondering. Well, I don't well, think the Western's alone. Here, yeah, well, yeah, well, I,
0: I think, you know, uh, just thinking through this, um the timing right so if the ag does this and it takes six months uh we could be out of session so we we wouldn't have an opportunity to uh respond if we got an answer that we thought we needed to we be in the legislature if we got an answer we thought we needed to respond to we would have to wait until 2021 right uh two i'm gonna just put it on the table i do not think it's On the face of it, I don't think this is illegal, okay. And uh, I have not had any discussions with the AG's office. Um, I would just have a concern, and if I asked a question, and the AG came out and said, you know, based on his review of of the statutes, and if this would go to a court, you know how they usually start out with, right? Um, Yeah. This would this would be an illegal substance. So I guess I would have to have some confidence that um, I would think that the, I would get the answer that I think is really the right answer, and my gut tells me that these products are probably legal. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. Well, that's, that's a good enough answer. I just I know that there are plenty of people who are out there thinking the same thing as your gut says, but... Um, they aren't a chairman of a committee, so they might. Yeah, their guts, and, you know, their someone, guts, and their rear probably, ends might be hauled away. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just all the idea that, um, and you know, you'll you, you know when when you get ready to, uh, and I've, I've told a lot of members that are new chairmen and chomping at a bit to do a uh, request for opinion, ag, you better make sure that you you kind of know the answer because you really never know, know the answer, right? But you better make sure you know the answer because you buy it. And that's just an old Army thing. Um, That's just an old Army infantry officer thing. You don't ask a question you don't already know the answer to.
1: Yeah, U.S. Army veteran James White with us here, chairman of Texas House Corrections Committee. I've heard a lot of people say this. we got about five more minutes with you. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that I was down in Austin the day that you gave a presentation to the Texas Public Policy Foundation uh, on reforms, on justice reforms that could be put in place, that I missed a dandy. That's what I was told. Uh, Tell us about what kind of criminal justice reforms you have in mind, Chairman.
0: Well, you know, and some of them, I don't really think they're reformed. I think it's stuff we should, we shouldn't be doing already. Um, uh, real good sharp target will be uh, looking at our state jail system. Now, here's the, here's the neat thing about this, Jay. And I know that you are uh, a historian of, of state politics. The state jail system was really our first. Criminal justice reform piece in Texas, probably throughout the country. And the idea that the state jail would be this sort of intermediary um, incarceration system, uh, it would encompass these uh, small possession of controlled substances, um, you know, petty theft, uh, bad check writing. Obviously, crimes or offenses that are driven possibly buying an addiction right and that you would have this state jail system that was relatively close to the justice involved person's home uh, at the state jail you would get the uh, rehabilitation you will get the treatment you know job training all of that type of stuff and you would do no more than two years okay and and, and like most government operations Jay kind of started off okay and sounded like a good thing right and over time uh, due to a host of policy factors um, it's it's probably been just watered down where the state jail system is no more than another glorified incarceration spot okay so the idea is we want to make sure that we give our local communities our county attorneys um our sheriffs, our local criminal justice team, give them the tools and incentives to try what we call pretrial diversion programs, where you can rehabilitate, get folks in the treatment closer to home in their home environment, which all the research says by far is more effective. And and I just have to I just have to take this opportunity to do this. Um, uh, when those of us here in Austin are saying that we can set local county and city and school district tax rates better than our friends at home, and I guess I'm on that train as in as much as folks tell me that this is property tax relief or reform, right? Um, you know, I tell folks the biggest unfunded mandate in Texas is the criminal justice code, okay?
2: Mm-hmm. Your
0: county jails are all paid for by what? property taxes okay so when we uh, force these counties to warehouse these people in the county uh, jails and we don't have the treatment opportunities locally where they can get these people out and back functioning as individuals that is a that is an unfunded mandate that is a county tax increase probably spurred on by the legislature so that will be one Also, I think we can do a better job in rehabilitating and being dignified with our justice-involved women. So we'll see some um, reform pieces there, and then some uh, reform pieces on how we rehabilitate and reintegrate the justice-involved back into our communities.
1: See now, my now it's not the text line; it's my personal phone that is uh, okay is howling with people who are like Amen, brother, Amen. So, okay, okay, uh, people who may or may not work at Lubbock County level. Uh, okay, Chairman <laughs> James White with us, uh, Chairman. Mm-hmm. I, you are? Are you the only African American Republican in the legislature?
0: I think so. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I have some confidence in what do you, that. What do
1: you do with that? Because I'm not going well, to say, well, well you well, must be thinking. I'm going to ask you what you okay. think about well,
0: that. Well, what do I think about that? Well, I, uh, look, um, I represent a great district back in East Texas. Um, I'm extremely proud.
1: An East Texas um, rural district, yeah.
0: Right, an East Texas rural district. I'm very proud of my constituents uh, that they um, – evaluated me, didn't know me from uh, anybody, and they, in and, and 2010, they evaluated my, my body of work as a school teacher, as a veteran, and someone that wanted to serve, and they elected me, and they have successfully re-elected, re-elected me five times. So I'm extremely proud of them. Um, one part of me says that the Republican Party, um, you know, when you look at all the polling, in many instances, people like our policies. Uh, they like our position point uh, but, for, but for some reason sometimes they just don't like the party I don't know what that's about but we have uh, I should not be the only uh, uh, Republican that happens to be black in the Texas legislature uh, we should have more James whites in the Texas legislature that are Republicans more jm Lozanos uh, more Andrew chin buttons uh, and that's really what that tells me that We've got a lot of work as Republicans and um, uh, because, as you know, and and I listen to you sometimes, uh, uh, Jay, and uh, I guess I was supposed to say I listen to you all the time, (laughs) but uh, I listen to you.
1: Just be honest.
0: Okay, I listen to you, and and let me tell you something, bro. Uh, This state is diversifying uh, at a rapid pace demographically. If we're going to stay competitive, we have got to – broaden our reach as republicans we don't have to water down our message or anything but we have to have some sensitivity to other demographic groups we got to let people know that we love them that we care for them we want them to be prosperous and we want to go to work for them
1: there he is chairman james white i appreciate the time hey always bro from from the piney woods to the cap rock there you go i've driven that I've driven that, and I appreciate the expanse of this state and really appreciate the expanse of this interview. Appreciate you making time, Chairman. Hey, thank you. Thank you a whole lot. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Uh, Chairman James White West Wes Rappaport coming up. Rappaport Reports. Quickie break. Be right back with you here on the other side. Really, where are you going to get other radio like this? This is fantastic. Privilege to bring it to you. Self at home, yeah, I'm on the run. I'm looking out,
0: searching for something that I still care about. I'm looking up
2: to the sky. Fire on the mountain, gonna let it burn so
1: high. Tomorrow is a fire advisory all over the Cap Rock and the Panhandle don't drag those chains on your trailer don't throw that butt out of your pickup either uh, practice some precaution it could save some property and some lives going down speaking of saving lives he is west Rappaport doing it every day there with next star rapaport reports how are you doing my friend
2: doing great good to be on with you how are you jay
1: i expect you to lead in a little bit more enthusiasm there wes
2: (laughs) hey it's been a long
1: day it's been an exciting day but i'm proof it is uh it has been a long day for you so you went uh covered the state of the state did you carry the camera and the microphone all of
2: it we we write, shoot edit report i carry the uh the camera the tripod the uh the the little backpack that streams the signal back to the station i carry it all
1: he's a one-stop shop there west rapaport so give us i've not i've waited to go into the state of the state until we had you on uh major themes what'd you take away
2: well the essentially the governor outlined you know five and a half kind of major priorities and i say five and a half because uh, he the, the, his emergency items uh, really boil down to um, school finance reform and increasing teacher pay. One school safe, which is one and a half. I mean, it's one and and a and a, and a dangler.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: school safety. Two. Mental health is three. Property tax reform is four, and disaster response is five. Okay. So he, he, he kind of you know, explained uh, each of those and, and ov- obviously highlighted some other priorities. Um, uh, he, he brought the, the governor's uh, trophies out as well, uh, highlighting the, the economic uh, prosperity of Texas. And he talked a little oil and gas, and he talked cybersecurity, and he talked border security. Um, you know, talking about uh, and and at one point he said that it, that you know the federal government's not doing enough. It's not doing its responsibility uh, in terms of, of the border security uh, aspect, and and he said that he wants Texas to uh, fully fund uh, border security operations uh, at least along the Texas border. Oh so, man, um, to be repaid that, that, later, Wes. Well, he didn't specify um, and obviously we don't get a chance to uh, to ask follow-up questions at, at a thing like this but uh, something that definitely caught the eye of, of Democrats during their rebuttal saying you know we've let's address health care before we uh, start putting away money for border security you know we, Texas has obviously the the uh, most uninsured uh, the, just the most people without uh, health insurance, and so uh, there's some other things that that, uh, that that in the Democratic rebuttal that we heard that that they would like to prioritize over border security. But uh, nevertheless, uh, nothing you know, nothing like we saw in, in 2017 when when we you know the the priorities seem to uh, feel more agreeable between the parties. The priorities seem to be. Uh, uh, a little more central in terms of necessity. Um, some of the other issues that that uh, that somebody called today, those red meat issues, you know, the the uh, uh, reproductive rights and some of the uh, the the bathroom bill legislation, you know, things like that, um, that that maybe have uh, taken kind of a back seat. Really did take a back seat in in this speech. You know, no mention of that. No mention of healthcare. You know, so so it was definitely a different tone. Um, and and the Democrats that when asked about that today, the Democrats said, well, elections have consequences essentially. And so I think this is a is a reaction to that. Uh, that um, you know he is trying to uh, be a little more central in in the the viewpoints and the priorities this session
1: yeah uh going central governor greg abbott we have next stars wes rapaport with us at wes rap there on twitter and rapaport reports as i've always advised him there on instagram i uh, want to ask you about the centralist message of all of this it has inklings of going right though it it, it if if I'm a Poncho Navarez or I'm a Trey Martinez Fisher in the legislature, I'm not feeling okay about the state of the state. Definitely still leaning towards the Republican platform.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no question, and and um, you know there are. I think it's safe to say there are definitely holes in the in the overarching theory. Um, of you know he, he said the state of the state is better than it's ever been and and, and he's you know he he wanted to prove it today um, and and uh, but it is a right leaning agenda it's Republican leadership the governor the lieutenant governor the speaker um, and that being said there there are some agreeable issues and everybody I think is is on a similar path and has uh, a similar goal. Um, on most of these issues, but it's right leaning. I mean, there are definitely some things um, that that uh, like the the insurance uh, piece, like the voter uh, registration and wait, and the, what uh, insurance piece? Like the the uh, the uninsured, the number of uninsured Texans is is the okay. highest in the country, and so you know that the, there. He didn't mention that in his speech, and so th- that that says something that sends a message you know it's a message by omission um in in a lot of ways so you know you're you're right i think that there it's safe to say that it was that it was right-leaning and that this is a right-leaning leadership because it is um and but it's much more centrist now than it has been in recent
1: memory yeah in recent memory uh what do you take away from this like histor- let's talk historically even whenever it was bob bullock in the upper chamber and pete laney in the lower chamber there was always this competitiveness this sense of we're going to work against one another as chambers which i think in a democracy is a good thing but now you've got the lower chamber and the upper chamber saying we want to work together with one another on what's called property tax reform uh... at that two point five percent cap for rollback rate elections what do you make of the two chambers wanting to work together this message of unity and how long does it last Wes?
2: well jay i'll tell you that all of all the lawmakers that i've talked to over the last couple of weeks and months you know leading up to the session and now that the session has started and you know now it's now we're into february and I mean, everybody is so optimistic. I mean, of course, the cynics out there say, you know, how how long will this last? And and there are, um, you know, I have not seen or heard from any lawmakers specifically that they are not on board with the way things are going. That they are, you know, this is like, you know, to say, no, I, you know. this Is this that thing, Republican you
1: know, and Democrat?
2: Bipartisan. Everybody I've talked to has been optimistic about what they're seeing. They think that this is the right direction. They think that, that this overarching theme of the, these two major issues have to get resolved now. And, you know, think about it this way. I mean, what do you say if you campaigned on this, you, you're now here, you, all the all the stars are all aligned, and if it doesn't happen, you know, I think the Democrats have a chance to take the House in 2020, right? So there there is a lot on the line here. Uh, if it doesn't work for Republicans in the Texas Legislature, um, of course, I realize I'm saying all this. You know, Texas is a red state, and we can have the discussions about how red and all that. But, you know, there, there are some serious repercussions if this does not go the way that everyone says that they expect it to go. So, you know, I'm, we're trying to look kind of big picture while also seeing what's happening right in front of our faces. And, and in some of it, it's hard, to, it's hard to say. You know, some of it, you kind of just have to wait for things to play out. I mean, now that the committees are assigned, now that we're going to see this property tax bill uh, in a hearing tomorrow... Uh, for the first time in on the Senate side and the property tax committee, so you know th- there are there are the there's no excuse not to get it done the 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 fulcrum here will be will it be done in a way that works for both Republicans and Democrats for both rural and urban for all constituents, so that they feel supported and and you know the millions and millions of people in Texas feel like they're being represented in
1: Austin. Wes Rappaport's fulcrum as we roll along here. Um, Wes, <laughs> tell me was there something you talked with members today, you ought to mention their names, uh, that they heard and they they kind of just gritted their teeth at? Uh,
2: you know, I well, the, 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 the omission, I mean, of course he wasn't going to mention it, but all this, this business with the Secretary of State's office and and uh, these allegations about, uh, you know, the voter fraud and the non-citizen voter list and, and all of this. A lot of misinformation out there, of course, and, and we're trying to work as best we can. But to kind of sort But whose misinformation?
1: His? Whitley? The new Secretary of State's misinformation? Or the media's well, misinformation?
2: I mean there are still state agencies that we haven't heard from on this. Uh, We've asked multiple times the Department of Public Safety to explain you know what's the... The the report from from Whitley's office came from what he said was a DPS you know, a a DPS investigation essentially, and and the Department of Public Safety working with uh, the Secretary of State's office to uh, uh, get all this information sorted out. So um, we've asked multiple times DPS and, and, uh, crickets. So, you know, there, there are still, uh, folks that we need to hear from before this thing is said and done, um, it to, you know, remains to be seen whether the secretary of state appears in front of, uh, of, uh, the elections committee on the house side, um, the, the, he appears in front of the nominations committee on the Senate side uh, for his confirmation hearing uh, on Thursday, so, um, which uh, ought to be interesting, and you can expect a, – a, I, I would hope to expect a question or two about what's going on right now. Um, you know, there's lawsuits left and right on this. So, you know, that was, that was something that, that Democrats were, were um, uh, you know, kind of chafed about today. Um, uh, but I, you know, I didn't really didn't see anybody skeptical of of the overall message. Um, you know, there was even uh, the cheers that came when uh, the governor wanted to, to uh, revisit the UT and A&M football rivalry game, right? So, I mean, there there is. So much on the table here, and it will just kind of have to. Some of it you really do just have to wait.
1: So, what's your headline from today? As we get you out, Wes. Uh,
2: our headline is the the uh, emergency items uh, You know those those five priorities, uh, three of which have already been filed in the Senate. Right, so uh, the Senate's well on its way. The House, let, uh, you know, with the new speaker and and uh, uh, some some new leadership with Dustin Burroughs um, uh, working hard on the uh, the uh, house version of the property tax bill i talked to him the other day and i said you know i imagine you haven't been working on much else he said education and property taxes and so you know that that's that's it it's those issues and and both sides are working on them. both chambers yeah. are working on them.
1: west rapaport at west rap there on twitter we appreciate you making time buddy Thank you, Jay. We're working on you becoming a regular guest here. I mean, you make for some good radio, West Rappaport.
2: Hey, thanks. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep working on it.
1: Yeah, let's keep working on it. And you keep working hard. We appreciate your chiming in from the Capitol, letting us know what's going on. Thanks, Jay. All right. Uh, get off with West Rappaport. Get into this break and get back going to be a quickie break and get back with you close out the program, let you know what you can expect tomorrow on your drive in your other side of Texas podcast episode, however you're listening. Thank you for listening. Be right back with you. A lot of texts we didn't have time to get into keep on sending them we appreciate that it makes for some good show conversation direct the conversation if you didn't hear it you can go back on the podcast uh, other side of texas anywhere you can find a podcast just plug it into your phone look for other side of texas uh and you can download the podcast like so many people do appreciate that uh james white a texter wesson asking about cbd oil and what that means, uh, some folks getting arrested throughout the throughout the state and nobody understands why because the Farm Bill said that hemp was in and uh, that this was legal. It just seems to be some working out between the state and the legislature. Somebody pulled out the other day and hit my mother. Let me riff on this for a minute. My mother driving down the road gets the front end of her car her little nissan murano no not a murano it's the uh mini suv version of whatever the nissan is front end taken off the dude skids his brakes into a curb goes up on the curb jumps out of the car and has a lot of that um stuff that's not legal the cbd stuff that's not legal the marijuana mary jane has plenty of that in his vehicle hope that guy's brought to justice certainly made an inconvenience on the ponderosa this week and upon well my mother first of all and then the ponderosa hope hoping for the best there tomorrow on the program we're going to have for you ross ramsey and then hoping to bring you mark mcdougall with the latest get get it straight from the horse's mouth not have to hear it from other people mark McDougal. Uh, mcdougall trying to cut a deal with ford on this rager dyke situation listen to him talk about what he's up to and why this is important and get it straight again from the horse's mouth that's what we want to do tomorrow on the program and then on thursday little birdie's telling me that we're going to interview coach yost Texas Tech's coach Yost, the next superstar in Lubbock, walking down Broadway on Friday night, getting all the free drinks he wants. Offensive coordinator of your Texas Tech Red Raiders, David Yost, and then get win with our friend, friend of years, friend of tears, our friend Mike Bazaar, Bazaar Solutions. Talk about some technology. I'm not going to go all paranoia on that. Uh, for this edition of the program, thank you for tuning in and telling friends that you hang out here on the other side. Gonna get home. Gotta get home. Great dinner. Even better family waiting for me there at the Ponderosa. See how I found a better way to say that? Uh, appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next time right here on the other side of Texas. Shipwreck on the mountain and all do we wanna be? Well, we up to just fake it,
2: and two step over the... it.